It's episode 21 of Beckham's Basement coming to you this cold February night here in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. And we want to first start off by saying thank you so much to everyone who listened last week about the football versus football, the trend in America episode. Uh, We've gotten a lot of positive feedback from everyone, everyone that I've heard so far, uh, whether that's been Twitter, Instagram, or in person. And I just want to say from me, and I know, Nick, you're going to add to this, uh, but for me, thank you very much for the support and the very positive feedback. It was a, a, a kind of a passion project for us. We've been talking about doing for a while because it is, the numbers are kind of astonishing as to how both sports are trending in the country. So we wanted to talk about it and we'll revisit it. You know, maybe hopefully this, we're going to be talking to you guys in five years and we'll be bigger, badder, better, and we'll have some more some more information on that subject, because I think it's only going to keep going in the way that it's going. But just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Nick, you got anything you want to say to start off before we get into this episode, sir? No, I, I, I'm, I second you, man. I appreciate everybody, man. We've, we've really gotten some good stuff back from that episode and previous episodes. We appreciate everyone giving us those uh, ratings and and giving us their feedback. We hear you and we are going to uh, take care of our, our fans, man. We're, we are for the people of the people by the people. We, we do this for you guys. So we, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. It was our most downloads first day that we've hit so far. And that's, you know, 20 episodes in, you should be growing, but I thought that it wasn't just the people that we picked up as listeners and supporters over the past four or five months, it was also the, the subject matter. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I was very proud of that. Yeah. And I think it's something we'll, we'll do some more special interest episodes in the future. It's something that you and I, I know we, you know, we talk about the history of the game and we talk about, yeah, obviously the competitions that are ongoing currently, but we have to talk about the situations, kind of the politics yeah. of the game too. Yeah. And clubs, all that. Yeah. And trends and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's definitely a, a, a growing, there's a growing hunger in America for, for football, soccer. Yeah. And there's obviously a lot of concern revolving around the other football as it pertains yeah. to head trauma, CTE and the lasting effects of that. So again, yeah. big, big subject matter. It's important, has a lot to do with, you know, the health and safety of kids and young adults that are, you know, want to remember their kids' names when they're 45 and of not be drooling into a cup somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how Brett Favre is not doing that, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, good question. Yeah. But Nick, we have obviously got to to move on and we had some more and it was a very newsworthy week again in the world of football and we've been seeing you and I will, will be texting each other or talking to each other and we'll talk about, oh, there's a delay in Germany. What's going on here? Oh, my God. And we know it's not a snow out because the Germans don't play that. They they play through the snow, right? Yeah. So it's these tennis balls, remote control cars. Uh, they actually uh, took chain link or chains and, and wrapped them around the goalposts. But one of the most famous things that they've been doing more popular items was tennis balls and they would have to that's why you were seeing if you looked at the the if you were just paying attention either via game cast or looking at the the google score or whatnot you would see like plus 14 stoppage yeah. time because it took them that long to get these items off the pitch 
So, Nick, uh, go into it a little bit real quick. Let's uh, hit, hit us up with a story just dropped this week. Big news out of the Bundesliga. And then you and I can talk about the aspirations of this league and what the hell is going on. There's two sides of this. The business side and the fan side. And I understand fans want to get into these to these stadiums for five euros, but you can't sit there and cut your nose to spite your face when the Premier League is running away and La Liga has more vit, uh, uh, demand as far as TV goes, even though the Bundesliga has the second most revenue behind the Premier League. But I will say that is a distant second. This yeah. would help catch them up. So, Nick, go into it. Let's talk about what happened in Germany this week with the media rights deal. Go ahead. Well, the it was a the DFL deal that was proposed was it was it was supposed to be a strategic partnership, is what they were calling it, a private equity firm CVC, uh, which which have seen up to one billion euros invested in digital marketing in let's say I think in the last. Last few years, they would have been entitled to 8% of the revenue generated by broadcast rights over a 20-year period. So that means they would be entitled to 8% of the revenues from 20 years of broadcasting rights from the Bundesliga. Well, the deal was for $1.1 billion. Yeah, I'll say that with a B, a billion, $1.1 billion. And uh, surprisingly, man, after looking into this, it all came down to the chief executive of a second division side of Hanover 96, Martin Kind. He was the last vote and apparently voted against it. And uh, it all fell through, man. They, they didn't uh, go through with the deal. It, it was stopped. And uh, this private, uh, the, the private equity firm had to pull out. Nothing went through. All the owners voted, uh, voted again, not all of them, but they ended up the vote was for no. So they did want transparency in the vote. It, at first, they were going to keep it under wraps, but the Stugart owner uh, said that we need transparency in all this. And then everyone was, um, was it was made public for who did what. And whatnot, and that's why we saw protests for certain clubs and not for other clubs. Um, for example, the Boku match against Bayern Munich, which we'll also talk about, of course we have to, was stopped for I think what twenty or sixteen minutes or something because of the the fans. So it was big news, man. I mean, I, you know, keeping my own personal stuff out of it, I, I do feel that. You know, I'm looking at a picture of BVB picking up tennis balls. It's probably the best thing they've they've done in the recent you know few weeks. But <laughs> right. probably the best, yeah, the best thing they've done. But you know, something like this is is something I would like to see. Uh, that is my own personal views. I'm not keeping them out, but I, I I get why Germany's just been known for that 50 plus one rule, which which we've talked about before, which is something you've you've you're privy to, and you you've really opened my mind to this a lot. And uh, I, I kind of was upset to see it fall through because I want to see Germany become more. They said it in the article, actually, or one of the articles I read, they were trying to be more like the premier. They wanted to have more international coverage. So they were looking to expand internationally, America's South America and whatnot, you know, 
uh, anything outside of Germany. And that's what they were looking to do. And just the German fans were not for it, man. Um, protest actually worked. And reading through all this uh, just just goes to show you how serious these fans are at their club, man. I mean, you, you had people stopping matches just because they wanted this deal to fall through. Um, big, big news, man. I was shocked when I read this, so I, I'm glad we got to cover it. You know, it's it, it's to me, and I'll I'll read a excerpt out of this article. It says um, this is uh, Hans Hans Joachim Watzke, who's also uh, has very big ties to Borussia Dortmund himself. But he says, given the current developments, a successful continuation of the process no longer seems possible. Says um, that the that the fans the fan groups are causing major clashes, which are increasingly jeopardizing game operations and thus the integrity of the competition. Said Vatske, who also serves as CEO of Borussia Dortmund, as I just said. And under the circumstances, the completion of the deal cannot be guaranteed. He said, adding that the decision to drop the investor tie-up was unanimous, even though even though they had a majority vote back in December that approved it. So this is it's a frustrating thing, right? Yeah. Because when I I guess when I was watching it when I was younger, the money the money that we currently have in football was was minuscule in comparison to where it is today. And so you had teams that were like Karlsruhe and Kaiserslautern that were competitive international football you know they would get in the champions league stuttgart was you know, would consistently make like the knockout stage in the champions league or whatnot and dortmund won it obviously in 1997 they won the champions league so you don't see any german clubs that make a champions league final or champions league semi-final other than bayern munich it's been the last time a german club other than them made it was the same was the same year that the last or the year before, the, uh, the, when Bayern's dynasty started this twelve-year run, that was Borussia Dortmund back in 2013 under Jurgen yeah. Klopp. It was they were they Borussia Dortmund were the defending champions that year. Is what I was trying to get at. Back-to-back yeah. defending champions, and no one's won it since then. Yeah, and it's staying this idea, the fifty-plus-one rule. I know we've talked about it here on the pod before, but it's this it it, it the idea of staying small or staying smaller. But giving the fans this, 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 uh, you know, f- th- I, I think it was said last week that I, I forget what player I'm trying to th- remember what player. Oh, t- oh, Thomas Miller. Thomas Miller, I think, was quoted saying this. Like, you know, um, Fußball is uh, no. It was uh, actually Uli Hernes. It was uh, Uli Hernes who's been, of course, arrested and convicted on tax evasion. He's the main man at Bayern Munich, so he's a criminal, convicted felon, white collar yeah. crime, but convicted felon. But he's going to sit there and say, you know, Fußball ist nicht nur für die Reichen, sondern für alle. So not, football is not only for the rich, but it's for everyone. Yeah, that coming from the Bayern Munich head of operations is laughable. Yeah. Yeah, to me, because they're the only ones who really don't get affected by the 50 plus run rule. We know that Leverkusen doesn't have to abide by it. They're exempt from it, but they still they still tend to spend small. Bayern Munich's the only club in Germany that can go out and spend 100 million euros on Harry Kane. The only one. 
There yeah. is no one else. There's multiple clubs in England that can do that. Multiple. Liverpool can do it. Chelsea can do it. Arsenal can do it. Man United can do it. City can do it. Let's see. Tottenham can do it, probably, yeah. if they really yeah. wanted to. New I mean, every, Brighton, Brighton's got enough money of Chelsea's. They could probably do it just, New, just Newcastle, because of, for sure. Newcastle absolutely can do it. So I just we just named you eight just spitballing, and there's only 20 clubs in the Premier League. Yeah. So, you know, you do the math, right? Everton, Everton could have done it a couple of years ago before they, before they got dinged. That's, That's nine. True. Everton yeah. was, you know, so I'm just, I'm not trying to, to list this, but it, when it's nine to one, and the one is basically winning every single championship. And that's not the way it is in England. Yeah. In the last it's... 12, 13 years or whatever, you know, United has won a Premier League. Liverpool's won. Manchester City's won. It's not, it's not just one club where it's been one club exclusively in Germany. And they're the only ones that can afford a Harry Kane or a Quarantine Toliso or a... Uh, um, uh, well, I'm not think of it. Um, well, at the time it would have been Robert Lewandowski, but like, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, just name, name the player. I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, um, the, the Kim, the the defender yeah. from from that they from got from Napoli. Yeah. I mean, I could just go down the list. I could go down the list. It's 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 not you know uh, um, Leroy Sané. They spent on him. Yeah. They splurged on Leroy Sané. Serge Gnabry. They yep, paid. They right. paid money. You know, they, they they can afford these players. Yeah, they paid Schalke for Leon Goretzka. They Alfonso paid. You know, Davies came from. Yeah, from thank you. Yeah, Alfonso yeah. Davies. He was actually relatively cheap in comparison. Yeah, they got but, him pretty cheap. Yeah, but but no no one else can afford these no. world class players other than Bayern. No. Yeah, and it's yeah the the fan experience. But do you would you rather spend fifty euros? And I guess it's hard for me to say this. Like I'm not the average German working family, but you can take the yeah. kids to the to, to the to the the stadium and get two 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 bratwursts and a beer for like ten euros, and your seats cost the combined maybe fifty euros between the family. Yeah. But do you want to stay irrelevant in terms yeah. of global football and international football? Is Hamburg ever going to win a FIFA Club World Cup? Is is Nuremberg ever going to get back into the top six? They were yep. one of the greatest clubs in German history. Is Schalke ever going to yeah. be back in the Champions League? You know, no. these are all questions that right now have definite no answers. Yeah. And I don't see the benefit of, because I still think those seats would be sold. I still think people would go 100%. to the games. Dude, Because yes. the, the, the Germans love their football. They're passionate yes. about it. But this is a huge topic right now obviously and it keeps the Bundesliga smaller in terms of demand because it's going to it's going to maintain the standard of operations the SOP in the Bundesliga and that is that Bayern are dominant you have to have basically catch lightning in a bottle like Leverkusen (laughs) did this season to even think about competing yeah and we all know the story right Nick Bayern's going to buy every fucking player that's even remotely good in the country of Germany this offseason. And they'll win the league by 22 points next year. Yeah. That and it'll be right back to the way things were. Yeah. Uh, yeah I man. just I just have a hard time seeing how when everyone else is doing it, you you I mean, I'm not like you said, they're they're not a 
they're not a farmer's league in terms of, of revenue, but they are keeping themselves intentionally smaller when they could be growing. Yes. But they are a farmer's league in terms of what we define a farmer's league is the fact that like it's one, it's one club dominant. So yeah. you can add, you almost are at the point where you can add France to that list because PSG is coming up on their like eighth title in 10 years or something like that. They, I, yeah. I, Lille won one in there and Monaco won one with Kylian Mbappe in 2017. And that's, that's a wrap, right? It's PSG all the way through. So Bayern will probably lose this year and we'll get to that later. But that's, that's one out of 13. Yeah, it's, I, I know, man, it's, it's something that has bothered me since we've, we've met and for the years I've been following, man, you, you have, like I said, you're privy to this 50 and one and reading all this stuff. It's, it's like, they're doing it. I read they, cause they want to keep, like you said, ticket sales low. They want to keep their ownership in their club, but at what cost? Like you're, you're a Liverpool supporter. Would you prefer to own point zero 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 one of the club and pay twenty dollars to go watch a match, or would you pay forty five, not own it, and see them compete in the Champions League? It's like I I just <clears throat> to me it's a no brainer, but yet I'm not German. I'm not from Germany. I necessarily don't follow a specific club to where I feel wholeheartedly about a certain club, but I, as a fan, would have loved to see this deal go through, to see it expand, and to get to see Schalke back in relevance, to see Leverkusen dominate again next year where we don't have to see Bayern Munich. Let's be clear on this so that everyone understands. The DFL is the regulating body over the first and second tier. Yeah. So this would affect the second Bundesliga too. So before everyone says, like, why are you talking about Schalke and Hamburg and all these other shit clubs in the second tier? Because – it affects them too. It's yeah, they both, voted. It's both tiers. Yeah, it's they both voted. It's, it's it's the thirty six clubs that are involved in the first and second tiers. Yeah. So I remember the scenes when Hamburg got relegated, the flare so guns I, and the I smoke, <laughs> and they. I mean, I I was watching history the first time in history that Hamburg had ever been relegated okay. in their history. Yeah. It was big, and they haven't been back up since. Nope, and you can't, can't tell me that there's not Hamburg fans that would love to see themselves back even in Europa League. Shit, much less Champions League, but just to get back into in, in, into any kind of European competition. Hell, just get promoted. Yeah, just anything at this point. An influx of money means an influx of success, typically speaking, right? Yeah. Exactly. Now, they were on Fox Sports – to begin with, when they when they brought over their their American journey, this was their first expansion back in 2014-15, and I, or 2015-16, sorry. And I've yeah. talked about this. The first match that they showed, if you go back, the first match that they showed on German in the German Bundesliga on American television at Fox Sports was a Friday night game because you know how they do the Friday night games. Hamburg and Bayern and Bayern mopped the floor with them five. Oh, of course, go look it up. Go look yeah. it up. It was 2015, August of 2015. And it was right there. People were like, I'm tuned out. Yeah. So Fox dropped them after the deal was done. Fox dropped oh. them because like they did with WWE, they said, we don't have return on our investment. Yeah. This is not a league that people are watching. Yeah. Don't so ESPN watch. picked them up. Yeah. Okay. 
And I don't know, I don't know how their ratings are doing on ESPN, but I mean, I'm glad that they are somewhere where I can watch them and somewhere where you and I can watch Byron get their teeth kicked in. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, they, they already had one TV deal with Fox that, that basically the, the owners of that deal were not satisfied. Yeah. And when Byron, this was at the height of Pep Guardiola. So Byron's winning the league by, you know, 16, 17, 18 points. The closest I think anyone got, Dortmund came within 10 points in Thomas Tuchel's first year with Dortmund, but still double-digit loss. It wasn't like the, the league was wrapped up well before the final match day. So yeah. I just uh, have a problem. Would you answer your question? Because I never did answer it. I would rather spend 50 bucks or 45, as you put it, and have Liverpool playing Real Madrid in the Champions League final than to be down there grubbing with Leeds United and Sheffield Wednesday in the championship fighting over nothing. Yeah. Oh, but I can take Emmeline to the game for 10 pounds. Yeah. Yay. I'm getting to watch. And and what is my daughter seeing? An inferior product and and, and terrible football? Or, or... Maybe I don't go every week because I can't afford it, but I go once a month or I go once yeah. every two months and take her to see one of the most exciting sides in all of the world. Yeah. She gets to see Trent make a cross to VVD on a corner and a header that only he can do and stuff like yeah. that. They can, if you're in that second tier, Hamburg, you can't afford players like Virgil van Dyke. Nope. You and if you're anybody but Bayern, as we just stated, you can't afford Harry Kane. Nope. It just no man doesn't it's, make it's, sense to me, and it's it's like this, man. I, and I wanted to put this to you: Is this not like with the fans? And I guess okay, great. The fans. I, I feel like I'm going to get hammered. Like this is you know like it's great. The fans have a voice and they listen, but like at the same time, does that necessarily mean that they're right? Does that mean that the fans are right? So if you give the fans what they want for throwing tennis balls on the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> that's like your child telling you to go into timeout. And you're like, well, I'll yeah. appease them this one time. If they stop their tantrum, if they yeah. stop their tantrum, I'll I'll do what they tell me. Yeah. Well, that's just going to be like, well, hell, they did what I told them to do. They're, I'm with, Anytime we want something, now we can just they'll act out and they'll get yeah. it. I agree with you there. I, I feel like bending down for that was ridiculous. I want to I give you some numbers, man. Mm-hmm. The viewership of Bundesliga shot up almost 100% in the last uh, two and three years. Um, It was 6.4 million spectators in 2021-22, and it shot up to over 13.1 million uh, for 22-23. So whatever ESPN did, it doubled their viewership, and it brought in more eyes. Now, this ESPN has two, two things, two things to consider. Yeah. ESPN has the ESPN Plus app, which is easily accessible. Yeah, I know that that Fox that Fox Soccer app was a, was pretty expensive. I think the Bundesliga package was nineteen dollars a month for the sub. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And ESPN Plus for like for the longest time, it's like six seven dollars. Yeah, it was but five, you get six bucks. You, but you get everything with that. You get yeah Division two college basketball and. The ESPN 30 for 30 library, which by itself is worth $7 a month. Absolutely. Say what you want about ESPN, but their documentaries are second to none. They're fantastic. Yeah. If you've never watched a 30 for 30, do yourself a favor. Every single one of them is absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah. No, the I network agree. sucks. The network sucks. But yeah. their documentaries and their filmmaking. Top tier. Top tier. Yeah. So that that's what it is, Nick, is that there there's, I would say, far more subscribers. But also what happened in 2022, 2023? Dortmund were in first place. They were contending. They had a race, a title race for the first time in over 10 years. Yeah. So you're right. that's that's some stuff to consider. Yeah. Last year, Bayern won the league on the final match day by goal differential. Yeah, by by some foolishness. So that that's a that's a pretty pretty big jump right there. Not a, not and and I'm not attributing that to you know let's say anything ESPN did, but ESPN, like you said, is way more accessible, and I people prefer that over Fox Sports any day. But to me, man, it's just a no brainer. Like I don't, I just. It's almost like I want to talk to a fan who lives over there and really understand. I, I get you. You tell me perfectly, but it's like I, I just tell me why. Why would you choose this? Why do you, are you protesting and you wanting this when they're just trying to expand your league internationally, bring more more money, more fans, and whatnot? I get that it how it used to be and how things were, but times change, man, and so so do things. And sometimes change is good, and this could have been something that we could have that could have really helped sides like Hamburg, sides like Kaiserslautern, and and eighteen sixty. You know all the all the teams that I enjoy and you enjoy watching. Uh, we could see them playing teams like Sociedad or Manchester City United or whatever. So it, it's just something I I kind of was upset to read, man. And and we we both felt you know, felt like this is something big, which it is. And, and it's something me and you actually talk about a lot because we both enjoy German football, especially this season. And, and to see this fall through kind of, kind of sucks to me. I, I'm, I'm more like you. I want to see those ticket prices go up. And then with that comes more quality on the pitch. And with that comes more trophies and better matches. I don't have to go to every game. I could take my daughter every three months if I had one. Or we could go once a year. I mean, I go see. I went and saw the men's national team play in Nashville for a World Cup champion qualifying match, and I, I feel like I'm good. Like I could go back in a couple of years, and I'm happy. I don't have to go all the time. So I, I just I'm a little disappointed in the German fans, but but maybe someone can enlighten me and and hit me, whoever's local over there in Germany, and tell me what we're missing. What are me and Critty missing that? They wanted to do this. I'm not saying you don't know or you didn't have the answer. Or I don't right. know. Yeah, no. But I mean, is there something we're missing? Let me know or let the us. The other know. thing too is I'll say about myself is that you know I haven't lived over there since 2006. Yeah. So while I was there for almost 20 years in the first half of my life, I, so I don't. I'm not as connected to. But I know I have some friends still over there, and unfortunately, most of them are Bayern fans. So again, they're not they're not directly impacted by this, and they're like, "Hey, life's good for us." My friend yeah. Christian, he's a lifelong Bayern fan, and he talk he you know he's he's he talks about them all the time. You know, it's that's what, what's the worry? So yeah. I, I would want to hear from someone else. Yeah, another I mean, what, what another club. Missing? Yeah that has some sort of grievances with you know not being able to expand or grow yeah 
And if you don't let something like this go through, if you don't have a deal like this, how else do you expect to grow? I mean, you're you're yeah. talking about people give uh, RB Leipzig a lot of hell for the way that they came up. And it's like, well, if you come up through the traditional German system, it'll take you a hundred years. Oh my God. Yeah, to get from the ninth tier it. to the first tier, you know, or yeah. wherever they came from the fifth tier or whatever. That's what, yeah. that's what I think that I think they started in the fifth tier. It was fifth. You're right. They took over yeah. a club and then came. They, they know, went the, from the, the fifth story. tier to the first tier, nine years. That's what it was. Yeah. They went from which the fifth incredible. tier, to the nine, which is which, what, right. But if you did that, that's the Wrexham story, right? Yeah. But if you did that, or that's what they wanted to be, sorry. Yeah. But if you did that the traditional way with Germany, yeah. uh, I got to loan a player from a fourth-tier side, maybe 1860 Munich, and the third tier will loan me their 39-year-old goalkeeper. Yeah. It's it, – you would be like a snail. 16 years, yeah. It could take you forever, Absolutely, and and I agree with you, man. I mean, it, and it's and the it's, thing, it's, the difference is, but so for somebody says, "Oh, would you give Man City hell?" Man City, RB Leipzig is not spending a hundred some odd million on Jack Grealish. No, they're not doing that. They're no. buying. If if anybody does their homework, they will find out that the RB Leipzig model was based on a on a specific formula that at one time, not not currently, but at one time, they didn't want a single player. In their starting eleven to be over the age of twenty three, they were yeah. built off of youth. They had Timo Werner, they had a young uh, uh, Paulson, they had a young yeah. Sabitzer, they had all these young young guys that they were going to build around. And then when they got of age, they would sell them. They were yeah. they they didn't when they bought Timo Werner, they didn't spend sixty million euros on Timo Werner. They sold yeah. him for around that to Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. But they didn't. They they sold Kanate for a big amount. They sold Upamecano, yeah. but they didn't buy them for that amount. They have so, that so, system, so before man. somebody says, "Well, how is Leipzig different than City?" Leipzig are buying players for like twenty five million, which in today's world is 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 nothing. They may splurge yeah. and, and spend forty, but City's spending one hundred and fifteen on this guy, eighty on this guy, popping sixty million on. Erling Holland's release clause without, I mean, that's for them is chump change. Yeah. Which is, they're spending, nothing. you know, 40 something on Doku. They're spending, I mean, with reckless yeah. abandon. Okay. Yeah. Like if Doku came to Leipzig, that would be the only player they buy in the entire yeah, that summer. Would be it. Yeah. Right. That would be it. And, so that's and- the difference is that Larby Leipzig is not putting triple digit millions on one player. Yeah. Like City is so so. There's a massive difference in yeah, the way were, that Leipzig have come to be, and the way that City has come to be. Yeah, they rely on that farming system too. You know, they they don't they'll get someone from Salzburg before they get somebody for sixty mil, forty mil from England. You know, and and I agree with you. They're nothing like City, and and that's you know that's that's definitely a fact. So I, I don't you know nobody's going to come at you for that one. It's just. It's it's just hard to to see because the expansion of the German domestic league is something I want because we have we're we've been having so much fun with it this season and to see it possibly come to a screeching halt next year could be something detrimental to 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 my watching of the league you know they could lose my viewership and and all that because I'm not watching when Germany when when German league is decided 
by Christmas or Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And neither are you. Shit. No, I'm not. And I, I stopped watching a lot of Bundesliga in the past five years. I stopped it, because yeah. it was just pointless to me. Yeah. I started I watching it again this year. I watched more Bundesliga this year than I've watched in the past five years combined. Easy. Yeah. It, me too. I've never in my life cared. I, I don't think I've said the word Bundesliga more this year than I have in my entire life. When I lived over there, I watched it every week I was watching and they have what they called um, on, on, on Premiere, which was they had, they had the Bundesliga package at the time. It wasn't sky and they had the conference. So they would show you, it's kind of like NFL red zone where they show you like five or six minutes of one match yeah, and if someone know. scores, if someone yeah. scores somewhere, they immediately go to that match. Yeah. So you got to see everything. Like all five matches on Saturday were in circulation. Yeah. And it was awesome. I, I It was so great. But also, Byron wasn't winning every single title every single year. Yeah, exactly. Now, so I watched it religiously. Yeah. I was that's, Bundesliga fanatic. But then yeah, that's, it's yeah. like they killed it for me. I mean, absolutely yeah. killed it for me. This this small, small beans, stay small, peon mentality. And while Bayern is like the sheriff of Nottingham and just raids everybody, yeah. just, just picks their pockets clean. Yeah. yeah. Give me everything and sh- sit down and shut up. Right. So, I, I mean, it, it's it. We we could see a change, and and this kind of helps us transition into into what I figure we talk about next. I, good segue, you, yeah. Good segue, yeah. Going into because is you're hearing, I'm hearing that Z- I, Zavi might want to stay, and and if he did, could that be something that could sustain this league? You know, could could. Him staying and him giving a shot to to bring Leverkusen a Champions League title be enough to keep him in the German top tier, you know? And for me, it's hard to kind of get because you have such a good spot at Liverpool. But I heard this argument today too, and I didn't say this to you. I figured this would be good podcast content, which I think is it is. You have people like Salah, Virgil van Dyke. They're getting old, and Virgil's already talking about contract talks. If they were to leave, does that change Liverpool enough to make it more difficult for someone like Xavi Alonso coming in? Uh, that's that's a great question, man. I mean, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on that? First I, off, I said, I said, well, goodness gracious, I said, dang, this this does throw a little wrench in it because. They were they were talking, discussing. I won't say arguing that you know there's reports coming out of Germany that he might want to stay in Germany. That Bayern Munich is still on the table. He hasn't decided. They're saying that he really hasn't had time to think about it because he's trying to win a treble with with Europa League, the the Pokal and the the domestic title. So he really hasn't time to think about it. But with contracts running out at Liverpool with the Premier League being so competitive, he could possibly stay at Leverkusen or he could decide to go to Bayern Munich where he could have all the funds and all the stuff at his hands. Or he could stay like you suggested today and said something new that I'd never thought about. Could he possibly be that competitor that he was with Liverpool 
with the clubs he was with, winning titles, winning things, or winning Champions League, could he be that competitive to where he could want to keep this Leverkusen squad together and possibly win something big like the Champions League? It, you know, that's a good question. I mean, this makes it more difficult for someone to put, you know, a thousand bucks on Zabi Alonso being the next Liverpool manager because this really is a good question. Like, could this right. be something he could want to do? Is the Liverpool job not pretty enough with players like VVD? possibly exiting and getting older how do you replace that and and is is he going to be able to do that you don't know so big big questions man i mean this is hot hot stuff i mean this is something me and you could probably talk about for a long time because it it's it's pretty it's it's pretty to think about for liverpool because it's a great club and Klopp has it set up, but people are exiting soon. But it's also even such more surreal and beautiful keeping Leverkusen up at the top, isn't it? Could you imagine? Never. I would be. Yeah, it would be. To be honest with you, if he were to stay at Leverkusen and see what he could do with them in the Champions League next season and see if he could sustain the success, that would be something that would have would be. I think if you had labor, the difference, so Klopp won the back-to-back titles with Dortmund 2011-2012, but he didn't have Bayern. Bayern had Jupankis at the time, and Liverpool job was not open. So he didn't have, and obviously Barcelona, Real Madrid, all those clubs were, were, were settled. To think that Javi Alonso has his pick between Bayern Munich and Liverpool in the same offseason – yeah, and he may stay at Leverkusen, which is unthinkable. I mean, they're Neverkusen, Leverkusen, yeah. really. That that would be that that would be. I, I told you today, it would be bucking the trend. It would be the, he's the anti Pep. He's he's yeah. the guy that's actually going to stay and build something at at a place where nothing's ever been. Yeah, they've had one off seasons where they were very good, but nothing's yeah, ever been never. built long term there. It's always. Wash, rinse, we repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, you know. Yeah. Get top three and then finish seventh, then build back up to top three and then finish yeah. eighth. And so, yeah, this, I, I mean, it's a great question. And I can't sit here and say that I would hate him staying at Leverkusen. In, 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 in fact, I would have more probably to argue against that than anyone because I think Javi Alonso would be a, a, a natural fit at Liverpool. Yeah. And having also played for the club yeah. in the mid-2000s, he was one of our standout players. But yeah. the romantic in me, the football romantic in me, wants to see this Leverkusen magic carpet ride keep going. Yeah. Don't want it to stop. Yeah. The other thing though is, and here's the here's the here's the cautionary tale, right? You do whatever you do this season, doesn't matter. Europa League doesn't matter. DFB call doesn't matter. If he dethrones Bayern, doesn't matter by how many points. If he wins Leverkusen their first Bundesliga title and ends the 12 year reign of terror of Bayern, that's it. You've you've accomplished the impossible. Yeah. You risk next season coming back 
and having Bayern with their full arsenal, buying every player in sight, possibly hiring who God knows who, Josie Mourinho for all we know. Yeah, who knows? And damaging your own stock in the process because it will be very hard to imagine Leverkusen repeating as champions like Dortmund did back in 2011, 2012. I think that Bayern are going to reload much quicker than they did during those two seasons. And, and it's, I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot harder. Basically if you, and especially, especially if he goes invincible and doesn't lose, how, how do you top that? Yeah, you can't. The only way you top it, is doing it's it to again. go to a bigger club and 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 win a Premier League title at Liverpool or win La Liga at Barca or, or something yeah. like that. I mean that that that's it. Yeah, or repeating doing the same thing again. I mean, you could do that, but you know, do you see similarities? So I, I felt you know I, I had questions and I, I I always like asking you stuff. You know I do. Yeah. You feel that this is similar to what Klopp did with BVB? Again, it, it is similar in the fact that Dortmund became the for, – for two slash three seasons, they became the dominant power in the Bundesliga. So they were – they had dethroned – they had very much dethroned Bayern. They were the envy of the league. Bayern finished third one of those seasons. Oh, wow. And then the next season – yeah, un- unthinkable. Well, who right? they finished second? Uh I think it was either Leverkusen or Schalke that finished second. Okay. One okay. of those two. Yeah. Um, so when Bayern then reloaded in 2012, 2013 under Jupp Heynckes, they won the treble. They won the Champions League, the day of people call. And they won the oh, – actually, they won the quad because they actually won the FIFA Club World Cup too. So they, they won that as well. Oh, wow. So they won the quad – and they had like something like 90, 93 or 94, 95 points. I think they had like one loss the whole season. It was just dominance, just complete yeah. dominance. Dortmund finished second and they had like 67 points and Bayern had like 94 points. Oh my God. Like 20. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So, um, so. That was the beginning of the end for Klopp at Dortmund because yeah. he they 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 were he came back for one more for two more years, but then in the last season he was there, they only qualified for the Europa League. It's the last time they didn't qualify for the Champions League. So you don't want to. The thing is, he learned is that Dortmund's not going to spin. They lost Lewandowski. They lost Goethe. They just lost too many players. They lost Nuri Shaheen. And, you know, Nuri Shaheen went to Real Madrid. Lewandowski went to Bayern. Mario Götze went to Bayern. There was just, you know, too much too much talent to replace. Yeah. And that is my fear with Leverkusen is, yeah, Klopp had, a, had an unbelievable team, but then they all left for greener pastures. Yeah. So what's going to happen with Boniface? What's going to happen with Wirtz? What's going to happen with Frimpong? What's going to happen... With Grimaldo, what's going to happen? You know, all these players that are yeah. instrumental in, in in them having the success. So it is similar, Nick, but it's not. 
But again, Klopp did not have the massive opportunities knocking at his, basically his pick of the litter. He could choose whoever he wants to go to, Javi Alonso, that is. Yeah. And Klopp didn't have that until later. Yeah. And Liverpool knew they had to beat others. They were lucky to to, to sack Brennan Rodgers midseason because yeah. if they had waited till the summer, there would have been a lot of competition to hire a free agent coach, yeah. Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. They got him midseason when everyone else was also midseason, and they were the only ones that he had as as a suitor. Okay. See, because why I ask is, I mean, isn't it funny that you got someone doing what Klopp did with BVB. Granted, Zabi Alonso hasn't done it for a couple years, but now you have the same opportunity opening up for Zabi Alonso like Klopp did going to Liverpool. So could Zabi, and and maybe can continue the success that Klopp had at the same club that he played at and at the same club that Klopp also managed when he left the Bundesliga. So it's just so similar to me. I mean, granted, it was a couple years for Klopp. I mean, you have someone who could almost take an identical path. You know, gr- granted, Brandon Rogers didn't have Liverpool set up. <laughs> I mean, he had Daniel Sturridge and probably Skirtle still playing in the back, you know? He did. So, I-, I mean, different, but it's almost so similar. It's kind of so so weird. It's almost like it it, it has to just go that way. But when we bring up what's going on with Bundesliga and what's happening with Bayern Munich and what could continue at Leverkusen, possibly you have to kind of think that those odds for Zabi to leave and go to Liverpool are just creeping on up because now even myself, it might I'm starting to double think. Could he possibly stay in Germany? Is he looking for a challenge? Does he want to try to stay at, Le- at Leverkusen? We don't know. But, man, I tell you, it's it's going to be a heck of a summer, man, where we're trying to figure and see what in the world's going on. I mean, I we haven't had a season like this where all these big managers and all these big jobs have opened up. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Liverpool. I mean, so many clubs, man, with, with big clubs, big names, and big managers are leaving. There's no telling how this could go. Well, the thing to consider – is that, again, you make a great point, is the fact that the club is set up for success at Liverpool, right? So when Jurgen Klopp got there, he did have James Milner, Jordan Henderson, Philip Coutinho, Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge obviously did not at any point fit Klopp's tactical system. No. Suarez was gone. He was already at Barcelona at that point. Yeah, uh, De, De, uh, Lovren was there. Yeah, Dejan. The uh, um, Mignolet. Sako, Sako was there. <laughs> Sako. Yeah. Um, Mignolet was the keeper. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a trash side. It was you know we're talking yeah. about the same the, the same that same lost in the final. Well, it lost they lost in the final Europa League, but that same club two years prior. Went till basically the final match day, competing for the Premier League. So yeah. uh, minus one, Luis Suarez, but it was it wasn't. But the talent that he brought in, when you start talking about Mohamed Salah, and then he brings in Allison, both of those players from Roma, yeah. and then he brings in Sadio Mane, and then he his, his I think his first 
official transfer, if I'm not mistaken, I was think it, it was I think it was Roberto Firmino. Yeah, I think it was Bobby. I'm pretty From sure Hoffenheim. Yep, Hoffenheim. He was Bundesliga legend. Yep. So you know, it's 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 definitely hard to say what's the right decision because in order for Javi Alonso to stay at Leverkusen, he's got to retain the same players that, that he brought to the dance. Yeah. And if can those, they do that? If Bayern or anybody else for that matter, not just Bayern, it's going to be, you're going to have a lot of major clubs looking at these players, right? Florian Biertz is a, is a damn uh, a rising superstar. Yeah. He could play at any club. Real Madrid's probably going to have, you know, eyes for him. It, oh it's God. Just, yeah. It's just what they do. So yeah. my, my point in that is that, what what's the point in staying in Leverkusen if your squad gets depleted this offseason? And yeah, exactly. You know that's not going to happen in Liverpool. In fact, Liverpool are probably only going to get stronger. Yeah, they could follow. Wirtz could follow him to Liverpool if he wanted. So we talked about that. Also, you have the opportunity to where you might be able to snag a couple important players to go with you. So that that's why I, I bring this up and I ask you. And I, I want to know what you think. Does is Leverkusen capable of keeping this squad together and keeping Zabi Alonso? Is that even the slightest bit of possible, or is it even possible to do this with Bayern Munich in such shambles and with other clubs who would love to have these players who got to dethrone Bayern Munich? Could Leverkusen possibly retain this All Star squad? Period. Yes. Yes. Oh, they can see. Yes. I, and and you know that's the main thing. If they could, I could see him staying. If here's not, the deal, though, before you go that far, yeah. Because I'm going to tell you why, and you just because okay, it's not the players staying that's going to make Javi Alonso stay. It's Javi Alonso staying that's going to make the players stay. There you go. Yes. If he stays and says. I'm curious. I'm curious, boys, what this team can do on the biggest stage of them all under yeah. the bright lights on Tuesdays and Wednesdays of the Champions League. Yeah, you're right. Then, then they, they will like, come yeah. back and play for him. Yeah. If okay. he leaves, though, there Would will Leverkusen be a mass exodus. Would Leverkusen back the players and pay them the money that they could earn elsewhere? Well, it depends. They, they, if they're under contract, they don't have a choice. Yeah, you're right about that. You're I don't right. know who's con- – I haven't looked at, at Leverkusen's expiring yeah. contracts this summer. Yeah. But if Wirtz is under contract for two more years, yeah, it sucks that you could – he could potentially say, you know, fuck you, I'm going to leave on a free. Yeah. And I'm going to really screw you at the end of this deal. But but that, that – Leverkusen can, can let him – he still has to play for them. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, so if they if, if if Javi Alonso says, "Hey, I'm coming back," and then Real Madrid says in the summer, oh, "We want Viertz," and Viertz says, "Well, I want to go," and he says, "Well, you know, just as the, well, you got till 2026, brother." Yeah, I don't know where the hell you think you're going. Yeah, where you think you're going? <laughs> so they Leverkusen. If a player's under contract, Leverkusen can tell can tell any club no. Yeah, sure, you do risk. The chance of that player leaving on a free. That is true, but they have the right. If a contract's a contract. Yeah. If players yeah. can determine that, then their contracts aren't worth the worth the value of the paper that they're written on. 
Yeah, so, it wouldn't even then they wouldn't have contracts. Yeah. yeah. So so <laughs> yes, uh, if 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 Boniface and Beards and Frimpong and Grimaldo are all signed still to to past twenty twenty four, then yeah, they have to stay together. Yeah, no choice. But if Alonzo leaves and he's the catalyst, and Leverkusen says, "Well, hell, he's gone. We're going to go get the next Peter Bosch again, or something like that." Yeah. And then Virg says, "Okay, we came, we saw, we conquered, we slayed the beast. I'm out." Yeah. I then I could see I could see Leverkusen getting picked dry. Twenty twenty seven, Wirtz is under. His his market value. Oh my value, god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, gosh. I know, right? His market value is over a hundred million. His estimated market value. So, I mean, Grimaldo is under twenty twenty seven. He's only twenty eight. I mean, even Granite Shaka is under until twenty twenty eight. So these guys are Frimpong is also twenty twenty eight. These guys have just signed signed two, three, four year contracts so it looks like the backbone of this club of this team this squad is signed for another four freaking years almost okay i mean so here comes the dilemma then if you're leverkusen do you keep your franchise player and say we're gonna risk he may blow his knee out and we may never get that return on investment but we're gonna we are gonna have faith in this club. Javi Alonso's coming back. You turn down the hundred and twenty million from because you know Chelsea's probably gonna at least ask. Yeah. Somebody like that and see what these players can do under the bright lights of the Champions League. Or do you take that hundred million and say we're gonna reinvest it in whoever? Because yeah. I can't see Javi Alonso saying, Well, I'm gonna stay. And I'll have to figure out the chemistry with new players next year. That 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 don't as Hulk Hogan would say, that don't work for me, brother. Yeah. That that That's a whole I think him sense. coming back is contingent upon these players. These players not being sold. They yeah. they don't have that's the thing is they can't go anywhere. I like I told you. Yeah. That if if Javi leaves, then I think Leverkusen sells the house. But yeah. if Javi stays, Leverkusen, I think as a club, will make every effort to keep these players happy and on this roster and trying to go next year for the big kahuna. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't be upset if he chose either or, as long as he don't go to Bayern Munich. Um, well, speaking but, of that, let's segue into that real quick. Yeah, okay? that's there's I was news on that. Say. <laughs> That, there's that was, there's a lot of news coming out of uh, Germany this week, so everybody just stay stay tuned with us because if you were yeah. looking for a Bundesliga heavy episode, you're going to get it. Yeah, this. So is Nick, it. the stage is set. You and I were watching Sunday Fallout Bochum against FC Bayern München, and we just knew that Bayern was going to just thrash the hell out of Bochum. Even though I did pick, I believe a draw. Did I say? Yeah. I think I picked a draw, right? Yeah, I think you said 1-1. One, one or- well, Bochum proved like me wrong, and you picked a 2-0 victory for Bayern, which you got yeah. proven really wrong. Absolutely. Bochum comes out and takes a 3-1 lead and just takes it right to Big Daddy. And you see the slumping, shrugging shoulders and the frown on the face of one Thomas Tuchel as his time at Bayern Munich, he knows the clock is ticking 
He can yeah. hear that clock in the in the alligator's stomach like Captain Hook. Yeah. And he knows Tick, that clock. it's going to ring the bell pretty soon. And my friend, when that bell rings, class is officially over. Yeah, class is But you're not going and And you will, as Alice Cooper said, it's out for summer. Because yeah. at this end of this summer, they made it official today. School's out for summer for Thomas Tuchel at the end of the season. Now, I told you when when Bochum beat Bayern, and that put Leverkusen eight points clear, that he would be sacked that night. I told you he, yeah. would, he, would, ma- he would not make it back to Munich with a job. I thought the same thing. Yeah. They surprised me by not doing that because they fired Carlo Ancelotti, who, by the way, has won a few more things in his life than Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. But Bayern disposed of one of the greatest coaches, one of the greatest managers to ever grace the touchline yeah. for far less than getting his ass beat by Bochum. Yeah. And at no point, mind you, was An- Ancelotti eight points back in the Bundesliga at with this kind of with the, with this kind of uh dejected roster. Yeah. Yeah. So, it makes- no sense. Talk about that, Nick. What are your thoughts I, on the Thomas Tuchel situation? Get give us get let us know what I you mean, what we, you think here. Yeah, we we kind of paused what we were talking about, so we could kind of we we could save it for this man and and you know you got to think it's kind of foolishness. I, I I mean I've I've gotten I've heard opinions and it's and it's like you've already lost the dressing room. So are you just throwing in the towel for the league? I, I mean, you still have you still have Champions League to fight for. You're not kicked out. You're only a goal down against Lazio, who are mid table in Italy of all of all places and of all things. You're gonna you're gonna give up on that where you could easily advance. I, I just he's lost the dressing room. Uh, these players are not playing for him. They won't even listen to him when he's screaming at them on national TV. They ignore the man. He's calling on international all-stars that he disgraced, sent to the bench to sit down and watch. He's asking them, hey, can you save me? Can you help me? Who is going to want to play for a guy who does that to you? I mean, this is like your boss suspending you for no reason and then all of a sudden calling you while you're at home saying, hey, come on in right now. I need you. Uh, Come and work this shift for 10 hours. Like, no, it's not happening. And they are going to leave this up to Thomas Tuchel for the rest of this season, which is just mind-blowing to me. I don't get it. I understand you might want to wait for Zabi Alonso. I get it, but get him out of here and get someone else just for just take his place for maybe the rest of the season or something. I mean, the, you're going to get more out of an assistant, maybe not one of his assistants, but someone that Bayern Munich can choose from. You'll get more out of them than you would from Thomas Tuchel. I really believe that. Tell me I'm wrong. You've seen it. You watch Bochum. You've seen you've seen them play. He doesn't listen to anybody. I mean, no one listens to Thomas Tuchel. I think they could bring in someone, an interim guy, someone they can trust, someone in the family maybe, someone they know could come in and do this for the rest of the season and do better than they would with Thomas Tuchel. But what so 
this is where we stopped talking before the show. We said we're going to save it because it is a very deep subject. And, and we don't have loads of time to talk. We could talk about it for loads of time, but we're going to try oh, of and course. keep this train rolling. That's the thing to me is that I almost feel like Byron. It, do you honestly do you think that they honestly still have a chance to win this league? No, they they don't have a chance to win the league. They have a chance to advance in Champions League, but they, they I don't think they'll win that either. Right. So let's talk about that. If they get past Lazio, they're in the quarterfinals and they're going to draw City or they're going to draw some, they're, they're going to get they're going to get the floor mop with with them by a City or Real Madrid or somebody like that, okay? Yes. Inter, Inter will just annihilate them. If you they're not if if you're keeping if you're going to sack Tuchel now and you bring someone else in, then you either have aspirations to win the league still, or you have aspirations to win the Champions League. They know their 12-year reign of terror in the league is over. And they know damn good and well that they have zero shot at winning the Champions League. So why not just keep it? Yeah. What's the point in sacking him when the person that you bring in, you're going to say you've got 12 weeks to... Catch up on a team that hasn't lost a single match this entire season at any competition. Yeah, yeah that that you definitely. may as well just keep Tuchel and let him let him let let, let the let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, let him let him just yell in the air to nobody. Yeah, no, that that does make sense because because they know they know this is done. They they just they have to know. And I guess yeah, that it does make more sense now that you say that because. You know, now they possibly could be in the running for Zabi also, keeping them till the end and, and going in contention for that. So, yeah, you, you bring a good point. And, and you know, I, I could totally see that because there's just no chance that they draw someone big like Inter or City, you know, Real Madrid, and, and then they beat them in Champions League. Like, get out of here. They can barely beat Lazio. They haven't beat them. So, yeah, good point, man. Good touche. I mean, that totally makes sense. You might as well just let the dude just finish this yeah. out. Wow. And and just yeah, just just wait and get fill it and be completely done with them and flip over. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like the the, the situation you know, when the, the the league was still it was still, you know, fairly close when they sacked Nogglesman. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know Dortmund were like eight points. You know, yeah, I understand it if was it's, if with twelve match days to go, and you're almost double digit points down in the league to to a team that is undefeated this season. They're going for the invincible mark. Yeah, it, 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 you're just let him finish it out. We're yeah. and, you know, I mean, hey, Valfby Stuttgart is only four points behind Bayern for second. I mean, yeah. they better instead of they're closer to being third than they are to first. Yeah, no, for sure. So they might want to watch out for Stuttgart behind them. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And and with how they've been playing, losing to these clubs that we would never fathom four months ago, they're losing to that could you know that could absolutely be a possibility. But guess who they play this week, Nick? I hope it's. I hope it's. I think it's Leipzig. It's Leipzig. Yeah, and yes, they sir. could. They could. They could. They are j- just the team 
that could continue this run of them losing because Leipzig are no pushover. That is for sure. If if Werder Bremen can win at the Allianz Arena, oh my God, which you and I yep. witnessed them doing, yep. I assure you that RB Leipzig can win at the Allianz Arena and at the very least pull out a draw. If Bayern drop points again, and Leverkusen, by the way, plays pathetic minds, so that should be guaranteed three points. That's that's on Friday, by the way. That's our Friday matchup. So Leverkusen, right off the bat, can go 11 points clear. Yeah. 11 points clear. Which I love to hear. So Bayern don't play until the final game on Saturday. So that's that's the primetime game in the Bundesliga. If if Leipzig even get a draw there, that's it. It's yeah. it's it's ten points. No, it's done. It's done. So yeah. they're just keep digging I mean, can Bayern beat Leipzig? Sure. But the yeah. Bayern that I've seen the last month, yeah. I'm not gonna put money on it. Oh God, no. Lord Jesus, no. And Leipzig scared, really yeah. know they need to win because they need to keep pace with Dortmund for that final Champions League spot. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I agree with you, man. Hell, I'm scared to put money on them just to score, let alone win. I mean, Leipzig are on our, our – we've been talking about them a lot. You know, me and you when we talk, we've been needing them to win to try to catch BVB. So – I mean, they're looking to come out for blood, and and if if there's one team that any club in Germany wants to beat, it's guess who? Bayern. Munich. Bayern Munich. This is and this is the time to do it. I'll get your it's, revenge while you can. Yep. They are yep. vulnerable. They yep. are a wounded animal. Yep. That get it. Get while them you while can. you can. Keep just keep adding. Keep putting the 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 the. The daggers in the skin. Just keep yep. stabbing. Keep stabbing keep while twisting. you can because. Much like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, they are going to come back to life. Trust me. Yeah. But it won't yeah, be until I mean, next season. So, so kick him, kick a dog while he's down because this might be the only time you get to kick him. Yeah, I agree, man. Now, if they lose to Leipzig, and guess who Stuttgart plays? Cologne, powerhouse Cologne. Oh, God. If Stuttgart wins, there will be one point separating Stuttgart and Munich after this weekend. That's, That's crazy. It. That's Isn't it? it? You 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 said that to us, you know, beginning of the year, we would have slapped you and called you Shirley because there's no way anybody could have seen this coming. So, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's actually big. I, I, I mean, I really look for Leipzig to freaking show up and not crap the bed here. And 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 then you really Stugart shouldn't have any issues with. The there's juggernaut. only one team that I think can get Bayern out of their funk. And they're coming up in a couple of weeks too. And that is Borussia Dortmund. And for whatever reason, and I can't explain it since Klopp left, I'll say that caveat since Klopp yeah. left. Yeah. For whatever reason, Dortmund can be riding the highest of highs and Bayern can be on the lowest of lows and they will kick the shit out of Dortmund. 4-0, yeah. 5-1. Yeah. Kane's going to have a brace or a hat trick by halftime. Yep, something I, I, crazy. I mean, that for some reason is like their homecoming game. It's yeah. like, you know, for, for college football references, it's 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 like Florida State playing the Naval Academy for homecoming or something. It's it's, yeah. it's you know you win seventy to nothing, so that everybody that 
comes back to the reunion can be satisfied yeah. with a win. Yeah. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Like, and Dortmund should be, should be not, it shouldn't be 50, 50, but they should win at least one out of every three. Yeah. Every now and then. Every they're not even competitive. No, it's never close. So I would sit here and tell you, well, Nick, in a couple of weeks, they got Dortmund and Dortmund can add to the misery, but that's the thing. No. Dortmund over the last 10 years has done nothing to give me confidence that they're going to add to Bayern's misery. In fact, I'm scared that Bayern might catch fire and that may be what ignites them to actually make one final push for this thing. Yeah. No, it, they it, like beating it, Dortmund. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it does happen, them catching fire, that's exactly the spot where it does. Cause they'll win that match four five nil. The only good thing is by that time, Leverkusen could be 11, 12 points out and it won't matter. Yeah, it just it, won't it, it even matter. matter. But I would just, you know, be very, very curious as to why they would sack Tuchel when, to me, them not sacking him, if they, them not sacking him tells me that they've conceded. Yeah. Yeah, they've given up because we've seen in the past, they just get rid of you. You're gone. You're mo- you're done. And they expect the next guy to come in and and by the end of May win the win the title. Yep. Win the title. And they got I won't say lucky, but last year it happened. And and this no, Dortmund year, lost it. Bayern did not yeah. win it. Dortmund lost yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they they they're not this year for whatever reason, it's just not that's not something they're going for. So yeah, man, with us, with you saying that, I, I can totally see why keeping him is probably in their best interest for the time being and uh, seeing what could come of maybe the Alonzo saga. Well, let's do some quick predictions then real quick for this weekend so we can get a kind of a better look at the table and then we'll yeah. talk about the Premier League before we close out, right? Yeah. So starting with Friday, Leverkusen and Mainz, and I'm going to give you the odds here. It's oh, it's God. at Leverkusen. It's at the Bay Arena. Yeah. So, or is it? Actually? At least it's not BVB this Friday. I'll say that. Thank God we had him two times. Yeah. Sorry, this is the Bay Arena. Yeah. Seventy nine percent chance for Leverkusen to win. Seven percent chance for Mainz. The draw is a fourteen percent chance. Jesus. And I think the over under is three and a half. Yeah. So, Nick, I'm going to go with an easy, easy 3 0 here for Leverkusen. Yeah, I like that. Stugart just beat him 3 1. I'm going to say 3 1 also. No, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say 3 1. Leverkusen pull out, easy win. They'll get two, maybe one or two first half, close it out. Mines will get a stupid penalty, you know, just for the hell of it. Give the both to score people a goal. But, yeah, Leverkusen 3-1. Okay. So then we move to the Stuttgart-Cologne match. And I'm, I'm going to take – this is going to be a grinder. And Stuttgart has a 73% chance to win. It's at the MHP Arena in Stuttgart. 16% draw, 11% Cologne. God. The over-under here also 35 I'm going to go with a 2-1 gritty win for Fawafi Stuttgart. I think that it's going to come down to probably the last 10 minutes as Stuttgart pulls ahead. And for the time being, they will be one point behind Bayern Munich in the table. 
Yeah, I mean, just looking at their home results, man. I mean, four four goals, seven goals, seven goals, three goals. I mean, the they've just we've seen a lot of goals. Uh, Cologne has only scored four in their last five. Uh, not very offensive. I'm gonna go with. I, I mean, with with uh, with um, what's his name back? Uh, Durasi. I'm gonna say three nil to Stugart. I don't think Cologne will score. I just think they're gonna come out killing it, and uh, let's hope that uh, they get a little bit closer to Daddy uh, being a little bit out. Yeah. 3-0, Stugart, Cologne don't score. And the last one, Nick, Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig. So little known fact, maybe, Bayern Munich has not beaten Leipzig in any competition since the summer of 2022. Wow. So it's been almost two years. Since then, Leipzig has beaten by has has drawn Bayern twice and beaten them twice. January twentieth, twenty twenty three was a one one draw. Then Leipzig won the return fixture three to one. Yeah, in August back in they August, cup. DFL Super Cup. Leipzig yep. smashed them three nil. Yeah, and then earlier this year it was September thirtieth. It was two two in the league. I so here is the thing: if Bayern are truly broken. And they've conceded, and Thomas Tuchel's done. I think so. It's either you're going to see either the most inspiring Bayern performance that you have ever seen in your life. They're going to come out like hell on wheels, or they're going to just be the drizzling shits. Yeah, and they don't That's care. No in between. No. In and between. I think it's going to. I honestly believe for the first time in so many years, I'm going to predict that it's the latter. I'm going to predict Leipzig to beat Bayern. Two to one in Munich. Yeah, you're not crazy at all, dude. This team has given up on Thomas Tuchel. Um, I, I just – they have a hard time scoring. Teal is off the chain. I mean, he just, you know, has a lot to learn. Kane's been bad. I'm going to say it's going to be a thriller. I'm going to say 2-3. And I'm going to give it to the good guys. I'm going to give it to Leipzig on like a last few minutes – battling it out and they're just going to get a crazy goal and just stick that that twist that dagger around in daddy and just kill them off because because they're just they're not inspired they'll get a couple goals just because off of talent we both know they're very talented they have a good squad and they'll get two off of that and then leipzig's just going to kill them off i'm gonna say three two to good guys all right final match we'll talk about here predicting in Germany, Borussia Dortmund hosting Hoffenheim on Sunday, 11.30 a.m. So I think that's the conclusion of the Bundesliga week, looks like it. So 63% chance for Dortmund to win, 19% draw, 18% Hoffenheim, over under three and a half. <sighs> so <laughs> this is a tough one. This is this is a banana peel for Dortmund. I kind of like I like Hoffenheim here too too. I like yep. a draw on this one. Yep. So, so that would actually I'm, get you the over. I pick the over on this. I would go over. Yeah. Four gets me the win at three and a half, being the over, and I want to draw. I would take a draw. Hoffenheim and Dortmund two two. Agree with you. So I'm 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 glad we're recording this because I've been saying this to people for the past couple weeks. Teams that play in Champions League. And then they play on the weekend 
always take the other team to score a goal. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to concede. They're focusing on that Champions League. They want to progress. They're tired. They, they're thinking about that match. I like Hoffenheim here. I'm going to go with a shocker, and I'm going to say 2-1 to one to Hoffenheim. BVB are caught on their ass because they are thinking about PSV and that 1-1 draw. They need to progress. I'm going to give it to Hoffenheim, and, and I really believe that they can give it to them. I'm going to say 2-1 Hoffenheim. I like your draw more likely, but I want to go out on a limb, and I'm being recorded saying this. Always go, if a team is playing in Champions League, unless it's freaking Real Madrid or City or Liverpool, go with the latter and at least give that other side a chance because they are always they always have their mind off that match 80% of the time. So 2-1 Hoffenheim. Give it to them, Hoffenheim. Come on. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to finish up here. We're talking about the Premier League. We had some we had some interesting matches last week. So Liverpool go out right out the gates. They start us off with the coffee fixture Saturday morning. I was up early okay. watching that one, but I You're was very cool. happy because they beat Brentford four to one. Yeah. Then Arsenal followed suit, beating Burnley 5-0, and it was of the top three. It was City, City that dropped points. City dropped points at home to Chelsea. Could have been 4 or 5-0 to Chelsea. Chelsea absolutely terrible on their chance conversion. They had Manchester yeah. City on the ropes, I mean, big time. Yeah. This could have easily been a, a, a complete destruction Agreed. of Man City at the empty hod. Yeah. But instead, they come back, obviously, Rodri saves them and it get a one one draw. Yeah. But hey, two points in this title race is as good as a loss. Yep. So Liverpool now control their own destiny. They they are well as of today, now as we record, they beat Luton Town four to one today because of course they have the cup final on Sunday. So they had to yep. get their match out of the way to keep to keep uh, uh up keep with the base. rest of the league. So they, yep. they they've done that. They've now played twenty six matches and they are still Four points clear of City. Even if City wins this weekend, they cannot, they cannot take over anything other than second place. So they will be yeah. looking up to Liverpool both at the end of this weekend and the start next weekend as Liverpool four to one this past weekend, four to one today over Luton. Yeah, I mean, eight goals in the last two matches. Can't argue that. Now, let's talk about the City match real quick. You and I were watching that very closely. Yeah. We talked about the Chelsea. They can't absorb this. They can't absorb this. They can't sustain this for 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 ninety minutes. And really, they almost did. I mean, it was relentless. And City's attack was precise. They were cutting them open like with like a surgical knife. But yeah. something was off, right? Yep. Mutant header, clear cut header. Ninety nine out of hundred times, it goes into the bottom corner of the net. It's wide. Shots are wide. Just Doku's dribbling into the touchline, or he's dribbling it out of bounds into a corner kick, a goal kick. Yeah, D- too much. Just Chelsea was creating chaos. Yeah, in their in their defensive third, despite the fact that City were precise, they just couldn't figure a way to to break through. When they did finally get a, a run, when when Holland would get free, he wouldn't convert his chances. Kicked yep. it wide wide right one time. The header was wide left. 
what were your impressions on this? Like, I, I thought, honestly, Chelsea played a damn near flawless match, even though the score says 1-1. It could have been a bloodbath victory for them. And I think City are lucky, lucky as hell to get one point out of this match. Yeah, man. Malo Gusto played freaking match of his life. I mean, yeah. Holy cow. Diasi or Disasi, excuse me. All all those guys on that back, I mean, just played their butts off. Even Chilwell, uh, you know, people, uh, Chelsea fans have been pretty upset with him, with his show. You saw Nick Jackson come back to defend. Yeah. Everybody was was, back there. Yeah. They were doing their part. Absolutely. And it makes you wonder, like, why can't you do this week in and week out? But that's, you know, a whole other story. Great match against City. You really look for this. uh, uh, You look for this more from Chelsea and you really don't get it. If they had someone like, uh, let's say, someone who can finish, you know, Robert in his prime, Kane at Tottenham, they would have won this match like four nothing. I mean, we both were watching Jackson just sky something, this and that. I mean, it was just they were their finishing was really bad, like you said. Holland couldn't find the back. I was I was impressed with with what Chelsea did. Uh, what's um, gosh, managers managers tactics were on point, man. Uh, put uh. Pochettino, Pochettino really, yeah, 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 he 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 masterclassed this. I feel when he made those substitutions, they gave it to City a little bit more. They sat back more. You said it when we were talking, like, why are you stopping? Like, you could have gotten another one. Yeah. I think we did say that, and that gave them the City the chance to answer, and they got the deflection goal from Rodri, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and that. Was it? I mean, I really, I was with you on that. I feel like if Chelsea would have stuck to what they were doing, I know they were getting tired, but they kind of sat back and just let City take control. And that's when they got that goal that gave them the draw. I mean, this we it could have been really bad for City. I mean, it could have been pretty much over. I mean, I'm with you, you know. You were like, this is it. And, and I'm telling you, they would have lost that match. It would have been... Very, very detrimental. Chances of them winning the title would have shot down that toilet like a like a you know piece of tissue paper getting yeah. flushed. <clears throat> it would have been bad. So that response kind of let me down. I I really want to see Poole win this, uh, but you know th- there's still a little bit ways to go. We did see a crappy City next match. I won't talk about it much, but you know City's not looking the best right now. They really aren't. Mutant is lost at at, at this time. And uh, you know, you as a Liverpool supporter, I know this is this is what you want to see. What I wanted to see was the result against Brentford and against Luton. I want to see Liverpool be able to beat these clubs that we know they should beat. The clubs that are going to yeah. park the bus on them, and the clubs that are going to frustrate them, and where Liverpool have to get a little bit of creative creativity. And that's where that's where that's where Man City is so great is that they can open these teams up. You can park the bus on them all day long. KDB is going to yeah. find Rodri. KDB is going to find the mutant. KDB is going to find Doku. KDB is going to find Bernardo Silva. He's going to find his, 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 his the precision passing and the surgical execution of excellence. It's not. It's like a Bret Hart promo. The excellence of execution. Yeah, it's 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 something that that despite the fact that I hate their guts, I do admire about City. And Liverpool 
it's like I was explaining to Steven today. It's it's like sometimes Liverpool just seem to just cross it in mindlessly, hoping that v- VVD is going to get ahead on it or yeah. try or or just somebody's going to get a foot gonna on it. There's going to be chaos in, in the in front of the mouth of the goal, and it's going to be deflected or it's going to be an yeah. own goal. And that's just so beneath Liverpool just to hope for for basically yeah. for the lack of better terms for shit to happen. Yeah, yeah. You and it seems have some, like against these. Park buses, that's the way that they operate sometimes, and it's very frustrating. Now, when yeah. they score a goal or they score two and they open them up, then then that's when they score four or five. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, the pressure's on now, you know, City, because Liverpool took care of business yeah. today, and so they, yeah. they, they don't have – it's not an easy task. They're at Bournemouth. We'll talk about it here in a minute. But yeah, you know Bournemouth. Dominic Solanke. He can. He can. He can hurt you. Oh so, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to see what they could do too with a squad that wasn't necessarily the biggest squad based on name recognition. You know, yeah, they had today. Kwanzaa played. Elliot started. Yeah. They had uh, uh, Connor Bradley. Yeah, he was. He yeah, was. The he, names were weren't playing. Yeah, right. It was so. So yeah. that that's you know I wanted to see what this what they could do. Gakpo was up front starting. What they could do with not their best eleven in there, and they they won four to one. You know, so yeah. all Absolutely. all four goals coming in the. The second half in a span of 34 minutes, mind you. But, I mean, hey, oh, yeah. you know, you take them where yeah. you can get them. Big time. But let's talk about – let's not talk about what was. Let's talk about what is to be, and that is the weekend's matches. So Chelsea and Tottenham are suspended. They're not going to play because Chelsea is playing, as we said, a Liverpool in the in the League Cup final this weekend. Yeah. So they're – you know, that's – that that – so that that would have been a huge match to talk about. Obviously, can Chelsea continue this momentum that they got at Man City in yeah. a massive London derby? So we won't know that until later. But yeah. let's look here real quick. Nick, Man United hosting Fulham. What do you what do you see here? Because Man United here bragging about the run that they're on right now, that they are yeah. on some miraculous run and they're Still only in sixth place and still quite a few points behind the top four. So they are at Old Trafford, but we know that Fulham can score. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you talk about a club that can pop five on you in the blink of an eye. You you would you wouldn't know what the hell hit you. It's it's them, but they can also put out a stinker and not score a single goal the next match. So That's true. you don't know what you're going to get. That that is definitely a fact. But you know, Man United are missing their starting uh, left back in Luke Shaw. He is out for the season apparently, from what I'm seeing, and that's detrimental, man. You don't want that you know, to happen to you, especially in a time where you have won uh, five in a row. I mean, yes, that's including Newport, but still, you know, four in the league, you've won in the row, in a row, you you've won away from home, even against Villa. So they want to keep it going, but you know, Fulham's not too terrible and they 
always, always play United well. They always score against United. In their last four, they have scored a goal. We know United have, have not the best defense. I'm, I'm hoping Fulham can do something. I'm going to take a draw here. I don't know if we're doing predictions, but I, I do think – Yeah, we're doing predictions, Fulham, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I do think Fulham can hold – and and respond. This this Holland guy uh, Rasmus isn't gonna score two in three minutes every match. Uh, he was very fortunate to do it, to do this against Luton Town, mind you, and they didn't score a single goal after that. Luton was coming after them the whole time. Uh, it, it's funny, man. You watch United and they just they play terrible football. It's really hard to watch. Even their fans are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we won." Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw here, man. I, I hope Fulham can can hold them and score, and I'm going to say a draw, and they finally don't win a match for the first time in five matches. Okay, I like that prediction, but I'm going to go one better. I'm going to go for a 2-1 upset win for Fulham. It could happen, 100%. Absolutely. And I want to see Goldbridge crazy. meltdown. Oh, God, I know. It's about time. Dude, I haven't watched Goldbridge in a month because they've done nothing but win. Well, I think that's coming to an end. I think that yeah. Fulham are going to upset all over it. Man United yep. at Old Trafford, and then we can go back right back into the to, to the toilet where we belong. Yeah. Bournemouth hosting Manchester City. So this is a late game on Saturday. It's at Vitality Stadium. So City on the road. This is this is this is tricky because Bournemouth they they since they got the their shellacking here in the very first part of the season they've been on kind of a a fifty fifty run here they they're yeah they're thirteenth at the table and I feel like on the road they could be a banana peel for just about anybody. Yeah. But right now, odds are City's won the last five meetings between the two. Bournemouth has a 14% chance to win, 18% to the draw, and 68% for a man City over under is three and a half on this match. Last time they played, City won six to one back in November. Yeah. I don't see that happening again, but I'm I think it's gonna be another one where City concede first. They probably are down one nil at halftime, and then KDB and the mutant bail them out yet again. Yeah, post seventy fifth minute, you know Brentford had them nil nil until the seventy first this earlier yeah. this week. So yeah. two to one to Man City. I think they beat Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, not not a crazy prediction at all. KDB when he doesn't play, they just cannot. They, they, for whatever reason, well, I can tell you the reason he's freaking one of the best <laughs> to, to produce passes, crosses, assist. He reads the match. He, he knows what he's doing. That's a freaking fact. Any club would love to have him. And when he sits on that bench, we saw it, uh, last match. They just, they're, they can't get it together, man. Alvarez can't play that spot. Pep played him in midfield. It looked terrible. It didn't work. Um, I just I feel Bournemouth could possibly score first. Uh, I tell you all the time, City is the kings of not keeping a clean sheet. They did last match, but that was just 
it was a one nil final. That was terrible. Uh, Bournemouth could very much score first. I, I don't think that's bad call at all. I'm going to go with a one to three. I'm going to say, just like you said, Bournemouth will score first, maybe in the first five or 10 minutes. And then Pep will have to make changes in the 50th or 60th minute. And then City will bring on who they need to probably in Doku or KDB. They've been sitting KDB recently and been praying they squeak a result out. I think he's going to play this match and they'll end up getting three goals in like the last 30 minutes. So I'm going to say one to three to City. Okay. And last one is Arsenal, 3 p.m. on Saturday. So it's the late game on Saturday. This will be at the Emirates, and they're hosting Newcastle. So over under here is three and a half. I think they're all three and a half. I think it's all of them. Damn. All high scoring, yeah. Yeah, Arsenal 70% to win, 17% to draw. Newcastle 13% to win. In the last five, these teams have split even two, two wins apiece and a draw. Last time they played, though, on November 4th of 2023, Newcastle won that one, one nil. So they have three points over Arsenal. That's when Arsenal was going through that little funk. Yeah. They were going through. Yeah. So what do we think here? Newcastle in eighth place, they are a little bit behind the Europa, the Europa League spot. So they have work they have to do. Oh, Arsenal yeah. obviously think that they can win a Premier League title. So apparently they, so, yes. Apparently so. So they're trying to keep pace. I I like a I like a 1-1 draw in this match to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're not crazy at all. So this to me is probably probably I don't want to say it's the biggest match, but this is one of the bigger matches, man. This is where if Arsenal can pull this off, they get, you know, they keep pace with the Joneses, try to try to save face and, and try to convince themselves that they could win a title that they're just not going to win. And today we got to see heartbreak and, and, you know, Arsenal isn't the best side when it comes to someone who can play defensive ball and are tactically strong and Newcastle can play defensive ball. We know this. Sure. They've had their, their matches where they're let in a bunch of goals, but if anybody's scrappy, you can, you can say it's Newcastle because they will fight. And, and let me tell you, even someone like, uh, um, God, what's his name? The striker, uh, big guy. Um, he he will even go back and defend. Isaac? Uh, no, um, what's his I, I what what's his name? Number uh, thirteen. Um, You're talking about for I'm Newcastle. Sorry. Yeah, Newcastle. Um, is he hurt? Let me see if he's hurt. Is is uh oh Joe Ellington? Sorry, Joe Ellington's hurt. Never mind. But Joe Ellington is someone who will go back, just like we saw. Uh, Jackson do for Chelsea. He'll someone who gets scrappy. He'll defend. He is hurt. I hope he is going to possibly play. He only has a thigh injury, so he might. Uh, I'm reading. But Arsenal's going to have a hard time with this. Your 1-1 draw, I really like, man. I, I really like that. But I'm going to go with an upset. Arsenal's on the Arsenal's on the down. They are going to not 
be ready for this match. Just being playing the champion Champions League match, they're at home. Arsenal is in the Emirates. But let me tell you, man, coming off this defeat that they just suffered, they are down on themselves. It, it's not going to be good. I'm going to go with a one nil shocker to Newcastle. Uh, I think in the reverse fixture, we got a one nil to Newcastle. Also, bunch of controversy from the refs. Newcastle win. 1-0 on a Trippier free kick right outside the box on a foul that could have possibly not been a foul, and we'll just hear the Arsenal fans cry. 1-0, Newcastle. Ouch. Let's see. Let's see. All right, well, to wrap up the Premier League, we're going to talk about the final match of the weekend, and it's not a league match. It's the, actu- it's the League Cup final. And that is at 10 a.m. on Sunday, Liverpool and Chelsea. Where have we seen this one before? So I know, right? Wembley Uh, Stadium is the scene. Nick, in the last five matchups between Chelsea Chelsea, and Liverpool, Chelsea have no wins. Yeah. So that's three draws and two losses. The last time they played was a couple weeks ago. Liverpool spanked their ass four to one. Yeah. Nine players could miss this match for Chelsea due to injury. Nine. Yeah. So I'm going to call this one. We've seen this match already twice this year. Oh my we gosh. saw it a couple weeks ago. I'm going to go with a three to one victory for Liverpool in the League Cup final. Yeah, not not again. You're sensible. You're a smart guy. <laughs> I like to think so sometimes. Yeah, you you are. So that that's that's reasonable, man. I've I've seen a lot of crazy stuff online, especially today with Liverpool coming back doing the four. Three one is reasonable. I, I'm gonna go with it. With I'm gonna I, I might shock you here, man. I'm gonna go with a one nil to Liverpool. We always see them play tight in these finals. We've seen them go to penalties twice in the recent past. Sure, it was different manager for Chelsea, whatever, different squad, but people are hurt. Chelsea were able to play City a little tight. You know, I, I could see a little defense. I'm going to say Liverpool get a 1-0 victory just because the whole world has over. I'm going to go with my conspiracy theory and say the books are going to win this one and 1-0 to Liverpool. They get to hoist the EFL Cup. Yet uh, Has Klopp won this one before? Yeah, he's won it. Yeah, this will be the second one. Yeah, I one. figured he has. So he'll he'll get to do it again, and this will be part of his farewell tour and and all the Liverpool boys are going to be up for this one. Chelsea won't be as ready. Klopp will have these guys ready, and, and this will be part of the farewell tour. One nil, Liverpool EFL champions. Fair enough. So we both picked them to win. That 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 concludes that concludes the the Premier League. So I guess. The the only thing we have left to talk about is what happened in the Champions League today. Speaking of Premier League teams, and Arsenal had Arsenal had someone pissing their cereal right at the very end. You actually called it, Nick, and I got to give you props for this. You were talking about Porto and Arsenal today, and wouldn't it be something if Porto were able to secure a one nil victory? going into the return fixture. And I'll be damned if you didn't just type that to me, that it didn't happen just a few minutes later. So yeah, Porto upset win over Arsenal. What do, what do you, I mean, Hey, I told you Porto's not an easy side and Liverpool is still, their, their manager is a dark horse pick to land the Liverpool job. And 
he's got he's got Porto doing just I mean they're, they're having a great season so I mean yeah. I, I I don't I don't understand why people thought this was going to be some runaway for Arsenal but they're going to go back to the Emirates down a goal so that I, so any any thoughts on this one Oh man I mean I could I could go on the the word for this match is zero okay that's how many shots on target Arsenal had Zero shots on target. Z-E-R-O. And I want to tell you, people were saying Arsenal were going to win this fixture 3-4-5-0. And I laughed. It was funny to me. Because if anyone knows, I know, I follow Portuguese football. Very tight, very sound. Sporting, they'll get you goals. Braga, they can score some goals too. But mostly you're going to see pretty tight and tactical ball. And you, you know very well the great one managed them to a Champions League title. So you can never count them out of any kind of European um, uh, match. You just can't. You cannot count them out. And today was an example of why you cannot. They're scrappy. They play defense. They'll pull you down on the ground. They had a man who is older than me playing today in Pepe, 41 years old. Okay. Saka was, was in diapers when he was playing his first freaking Champions League match. This man was on the pitch running around like he was freaking uh, prime, uh, you know, Virgil in 2020. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, Arsenal fans were upset. Uh, I challenge you guys to go on YouTube and watch Arsenal fan reactions to this goal. I sent Critty one. Um, it was incredible, man. To see Gailano make that shot after he missed a wide-open header in the yeah. first half, to see him get his retribution was amazing. I am so happy for Porto. It's going to be very difficult in the reverse fixture. But if anyone can do it, all you have to do is play Arsenal tight and play scrappy, and they will not even get a shot on target. They proved that today. Do it at the Emirates, and Porto could advance. I'm not saying they will, but my hot take is if Porto scores first, I said this to you, Critty, if Porto scores first in the Emirates, it's over. Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree with you on that. I think that's yeah. absolutely accurate. The other match was Napoli and Barcelona, who split. They drew one one. The yeah. two big the the two big names for them, Lewandowski and Oshiman, both scored, and that was it. I mean, Napoli yeah. are hanging on by a thread in Serie A, oh. one of the worst title defenses in yeah. recent history. Unbelievable yeah. that they. I mean, this is it. You may as well fired make your manager. market champions. Well, they fired two. Yeah, fired two managers this season. Yeah. So. They are a complete and utter chaos theory, factory, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And better enjoy the Champions League while you can because you won't be going back next year. No. And Barcelona, no. they're just not the same old Barcelona. So no, I, I really cool. don't know, man. This was – um Yeah. It, it, it's almost like two similar clubs at this time right now. You know what I'm saying? Both in manager turmoil. Will Napoli have theirs? But, you know, just 
two clubs that are just lost, man. They're like, uh, they're like the Mark Wahlberg meme where he's just looking around in the empty field. Like they just, they can't catch their footing in anywhere in domestic or in this champions league. And it was, it's kind of fitting. They're playing each other. Um, yeah. One, one, nothing exciting here. Could have had another goal or two, but just didn't get it. I mean, this, this, this matchup really doesn't mean much to me. Whoever wins this is going to get just get destroyed next round, whoever they get. So it's just consolation. Who who continues their misery to the next round, you know? Right. It is. It's, yeah. it's definitely going to be a consolation for Napoli because they're not going to go very far, even if they do somehow squeak out of this round. Yeah. I would be shocked Absolutely. if Barcelona let them do that. But yeah, stranger things have happened, as they say, my friend. Yeah, big time. Well, Nick, we have a uh, a full weekend full of football, and we didn't even get to Spain and Italy this week. So we'll we'll definitely have to catch up with them next week. We have Spain, obviously, took a huge turn for the worse as Girona lost and Real Madrid spreading it out. But despite the fact that Inter is kind of doing the same thing, I'm enjoying it because I like the Nerazzurri. So I'm all for it. Napoli, yeah, he, uh, excuse me, Juventus stumbled last weekend again. Yeah. Enter just keeps extending it out. And then we did talk about Monza. Milan had a chance to go past Juve in the table for second, and they completely get annihilated by Monza 4-2. to two. So yeah. strange things happening in Italy other than Enter dominant. One loss out of the entire season. They are the Leverkusen of Italy. Normally you would say they're the Bayern of Italy, but no, this season they're the Leverkusen of Italy. So (laughs) really great things to talk about. So much to talk about. Big weekend this weekend. Obviously going to be capped off with the League Cup between Chelsea and Liverpool. Can't wait. Very excited. This is going to be a good one. Big final. Yeah, man. This uh, massive, big stuff. I'm ready to see Klopp hoist another trophy and take his exit and open the door for the next, uh, leader of the Reds, man. Your, your boys are going to be either looking at another good five, 10 years with another star, or I don't know who in the world they're going to get if they don't get Zabi. So yeah, man, big match this weekend. I I expect a lot for sure. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, I'm going to turn the lights out, sir. I know you coming right behind me. So for this week, let's close this bad boy out. Let's get ourselves comfy this weekend. Weather's going to be nice. And uh, actually, is it going to be nice this weekend? I didn't check. It's it's turning for the good. Yeah. Well, good. Let's settle in. Let's watch some football. And I will see you back here and all of the rest of you back here again next week. Yep. See you guys. Same time, same place.
Van Dyke He's Virgil Van Dyke 